Hello and welcome to another Retro Lovely podcast where we are speaking today to one of our newest special model edition models, uh, Lena Louise. And Lena has been a fixture in our publications for, for years now. Um, um, we're going to talk about how, how much because she actually references this in the special edition, but it's a lot. And we're very excited to have her here today and very excited about the special edition. So, Lena, uh, how are you doing today? Doing okay, doing okay. And we're speaking to you. You are in Tennessee, correct? Correct. Okay, great. You know, I was curious too because when, as I read your own bio in the uh, special edition, I uh, I noted that you were originally from Indiana but had moved to Tennessee. So I uh-huh. was I was curious what kind of accent I might be greeted with because it's always interesting <laughs> to hear the different uh, dialects from different areas. But uh, yep. I, I'm not catching a whole ton of Tennessee there. So how how long have you ha- have you been there? Um, I've only been here since 1996, so uh, I've got a little bit of a twang, but not not too much. Still have a little bit of that Indiana accent in me as well. Not not somebody that's been there forever, yeah. And right. <laughs> I, I think the Indiana accent is probably closer to what I what I experience in Pennsylvania. I mean, we have some really strange dialects in certain areas here, just like the rest of the country. I think it's always fascinating right. to see how how significantly different certain places are. And uh, uh, over the years I've been, I feel kind of good because uh, the particular area that I am in has a, has a distinct dialect that a lot of uh, people can recognize. And it's usually not in a very flattering sort of way. It's one of those that tend to get made fun of. And I'm yep, always grateful sure that when I'm someplace else, I don't get pegged for that. Like I, I have, yep. I have what I call a television accent, you know, from years of, of TV and media, we're all sort of like balancing out now. And, you know that's where it's at. So for for you, I I, I do hear a little bit of that that Tennessee mm-hmm. thing because I've been there, and uh, <laughs> but I definitely don't hear a full on born and raised and never left the state kind of accent. So not yep, that it's nope. not that it's good or bad to any Tennessee listeners. We're not we're not throwing dirt. Um, now when I go home to Indiana, they hear it. But they, and, oh, do they tease you? Yep. Is it okay? Good. Oh yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> Uh, Pretty bad. You know, it's it's interesting for me too because I I was working in the Washington D.C. area and I thought absolutely all traces of my accent had been eradicated. But certain people that I worked with on a regular basis start to point out certain things that they noticed that I said differently, and it was it was really kind of like wow, you don't even you don't even realize it. You know, it's just one of those things where it's it's so like part of how you communicate. And you don't think about it, and it's yep. second nature, and it is what it is. So enough about you dialogue. Don't know until someone <laughs> Enough about dialects. Let's talk about you, your photography, your modeling, and and the entire thing. Now, I do, uh, you know, I'm not going to recite from memory. I have on my screen right now, I'm going to look at what you said in your bio, not to give it like a full spoiler alert for everybody because they should buy this thing. Um, So you say in here that you really uh, sort of got into this as late as 2019. That's that's recent. Yes, very recent. Um, I actually had never even thought about modeling at all. Um, my best friend is actually a local photographer here in my town. And she was like, Hey, you know, we're going to do this shoot. I need a garage. Can we use yours? I was like, sure. And also oh, she had used you. Fairly, I see. <laughs> yeah. So we, but we do have a fairly large garage and she's like, you need to do this. You'd be perfect. And I was like, no, I don't really know about it. Um, confidence level, not the highest or wasn't the highest at the time. Uh, very, so very, like, preval- hey. very, very prevalent yeah. in this, this uh, scene. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. cool because uh, you've probably experienced that it is a situation where uh, it is confidence building. There's a lot about it. That's uh, oh, a lot, a lot of positivity. Oh, now I actually sort of feel like maybe even we'll, we'll discuss this, but um, 
there's a lot of negativity with it as well. There's a lot of things about it that are like really just um, uh, bad that I could, I wish we could all just make go away and ignore. But human nature as it is, there's there's a dark side to it all too. But from yes. the standpoint of, of any person, and I say any person because we've had transgender people in the magazine already. We've had men in different types of editions and, you know, couples. So it's anybody. I, this is I'm a huge fan of one of them. So well, good, good. And the yeah. thing, the thing of it is, it's 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 about that positivity and that acceptance. And I really wish I have some sort of like, um, maybe you can even help me brainstorm this. But I'm really, I'm really grappling with not perpetuating the bad stuff and intensifying the good stuff. So, you know, because uh, face it, um, I don't, do you have any kids? Do you have any young? Children I do. Or? I do have a 19 year old daughter. 19. Okay. So she's 19. Now mm-hmm. she's lived in the technology age, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. So how have you, as far as parenting, as far as, um, distancing her from social media, what's, has that been a struggle in the family as far as like her following suit with like the rest of the world and needing the devices and getting involved with all the social media uh, outlets? You know, when she was younger, probably middle school age, it was not a big deal. Um, she actually did not get her first cell phone until eighth grade. And that was only because to pick her up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of one of those phones where you didn't have the capability Good. of having the social media on there. Good. And as far as like, you know, the Snapchat, that wasn't a big thing when she was younger. Um, she actually did not even I didn't allow her to have Facebook until 16, 17 years old. So. You, get, you get a gold parent star. Very good. And I had all the accesses to it. I, up until she moved out like a year ago, I still had her logins to all her social medias. So good, good. now that she's on her own and, you know, adulting, I don't worry so much, but... Yeah, and, I was like, nope, you're you not falling what? into that. And I say, I say good, not from the standpoint of that you are a totalitarian authority, because the world is obviously filled with those, but from the standpoint of, um, I, I think there's a lot of poison uh, with young minds when they're subjected to the cruelty of people being able to do and say things anonymously. And yes. I see it daily online, like there's, with Retro Lovely, like, you know, people will comment in certain ways, and I try not to uh, censor anybody or delete any comments or, 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 you know, have sort of like a police state where it's only our narrative and that's it. And yeah. sometimes what that means is that sometimes people will make comments that I think are very short-sighted, ignorant, and cruel in some cases mm-hmm. um, that I will let ride just from the standpoint of, of trying to be neutral and transparent. Um, I mean, if something gets so cruel that it's, you know, legal action could nearly be taken, that's different. But, you know, right. so, some people are so like, just they'll say whatever. And it's a lot of it. It's like great, you know, like schoolyard stuff. And it blows <laughs> my mind. And, you know, so exposing kids to that sort of thing, it's bad enough. It was bad enough when I was a kid and like we had black and white TV and 13 channels. Okay. Yep. Back then the and pressures. And note writing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and back then the pressures of your peers was, was sometimes uh, detrimental. So this new age is just like a, a complete disaster for that sort of thing. So good on you and good for that. And yeah. you know, for me, one of the things that I wish um, we could do, because I actually had the conversation a little bit earlier uh, in an email with somebody where I said, you know, I wish I could do something with like a special edition that was like, like MTV unplugged where, where there's, there's no filtering, where there's no editing, where there's even, even like natural photography, where there's not a lot of like, you know, hair and makeup going on to really kind of like, 
Right. And the thing of it is, it's like, you know, yeah. be- beauty comes in a lot of forms and there's inner and outer beauty. And sometimes we only focus on the one, the one that we can see. And the yeah. emphasis on it is, is so great that it causes a lot of people a lot of problems because they're trying to uh, aspire to ideals that aren't realistic or healthy or, you know, there's any number of ways you could look at it. But, um, you know, and you know what it, it all boils down to going back to really what's in our, our, our lizard brain, the laws of attraction, the things that would make, you know, people feel attracted to something, be it, honestly, it could be like another person. It could be the way a certain food tastes. It's all natural things that were built into us to try and like, to sort of, you know, keep the, keep the species alive. But in the modern, in the modern day and age, it's still there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes with it. So we're, we're, I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of something that I can do that would, that would do that. But the problem I think too, is even if you strip away the editing and the makeup and hair and everything else, people will still have a natural tendency to say, Oh, that person is attractive or that person isn't right. Yeah. How, how do you convey in a visual medium, how, how a person is, is beautiful on the inside. And that involves a whole lot of work as far as like, well, getting to know them, screening. It's just, it's just like a whole big soup that's, that's going to be hard yeah. to like overcome. But if I could crack that, I'd be, I feel very accomplished because I think that'd be amazing. Actually, you know, I love, I love the positivity and I love the, um, how, you know, what this is all about does for people that have insecurities and how it helps them, you know, conquer that. But I like to be able to take that next step and, and say, this is not all it's about. And you know, make that natural or, or unnatural transition to, to really trying to get people to think differently. I know it's a, I know it's a losing battle, but you, you, you got to try. So, yeah. so good to hear about your origin story, um, you know, coming into it and having those, those same things that we hear all the time and having it have such positive effects for you. Um, yeah. and that's good. And hopefully that, it, you know, that extends uh, outward, you know, that you, that you, uh, can help others with that, that cost as well. Cause if I'm not mistaken, I think, the uh, photographer that you work with, uh, Pamela Claytor, correct? Or uh, uh-huh. how do you Clater. say it? Claytor? Okay. Uh, Claytor, yeah. Like, kind of like Gator, Claytor? Okay. Yep. yep. And <laughs> so you, you actually do work with her, I, I believe, am I right, in that you um, uh, sometimes get involved with other shoots that she does with people? Are you like sort of like a, uh, an assistant sometimes, or am I wrong about I that? I do, yes. Okay. Um, I usually, uh, when she has her mini session days, I will um, shoot first. That way I can help her the rest of the day um, just with the models, getting them ready, helping them with wardrobe or, you know, taking the remainder of the payments and getting them to their hair and makeup and good, good, pretty much all of that. Good. And, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's lots of fun. There's there's a lot of times like I've done photography and I had a studio and I know there's days where we've had like lots of women in the studio. And as long as there isn't any of them that have the wrong attitude it's always such a great thing to have all that mm-hmm. sort of like sisterhood and positivity, you know, building. Yeah. It's, it's contagious almost. And I actually used to, well, I still say, um, we, we used to have, you know, clients that would come and they'd say, is it okay if I bring a friend? And I would always say, absolutely, please, because your level of comfort is going to increase if somebody that you know that has right. your back is there with you. And for us, nine times out of 10, those people had so much fun. We'd end up having them it. as a client. Yeah. So it yep. was, it was like a Tupperware party for feel good pinup photos. So yeah, well, that's, that's um, around, around, cool. around here's, you know, the pinup scene in our town is not, um, very, very relevant. It's starting to now, um, with her little mini sessions that she's doing, it's, it's getting more out there. And, uh, a lot of, it's nice to be there because a lot of the girls that do come in, uh, it's just not something they would normally do. So they are really nervous. 
And mm-hmm. I happen to know a lot of people, so I know a lot of them that come in there. And it, it's nice to be able to help them just calm down <laughs> and get ready. And they rock it every single time. And I, I'll tell you, uh, it, that experiencing that is such a great thing, too. Um, we've had, of course, you know, those sessions where you see somebody transform. And then if you get to see them over the course of like a year or two and to see that it sticks, that it becomes part of their, their new personality of accepting themselves and feeling good about themselves. That's fantastic. The, the best thing that I've ever experienced though, is sometimes in the past here, we've done events where maybe we like, uh, go to like a local amusement park and have a day and have just like a pinup day there or have an event, um, like, like an actual, you know, like a, like a, we used to call a thing called pinup prom. And it was always like really, really cool for me that uh, sometimes a significant other would come up to me and say, I want to thank you for what you've done for her because I've told her that she's beautiful my entire life and she just doesn't fully believe me. But now that others can see it and it's reaffirmed externally. Now she knows I'm not just saying it because I'm supposed to. And it's, it's really cool. It's really cool when that happens. So good, good. So, Let's see, 20 minutes, so you're, you're like three years into it. So you've done a lot yep. in the course of three I years. Have. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Um, I think we have a very supportive husband who's like, hey, I've seen this shoot. Let's go do it. Oh, that's so, killer. That's killer. He, yeah. He gets yeah. a gold star, too. <laughs> he definitely does. Good. Um, I'm trying to think. Have you ever had him involved in a shoot? Have you ever done anything yeah. with him? Okay. Yeah, um, we did a hot rod shoot. Um, nope, it wasn't a hot rod shoot. I stand corrected. It was actually at one of our um, local like bike bar kind of things, I guess. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I had him come in and do the pool table scene with me. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yes. Yep, he did a few shots with me. I think you got. I think it was actually published with you guys. Actually, I, I remember the photos. Yeah, uh, yep. and then, that makes me think. It's like I actually feel like. Maybe we should do something that was like a couple's theme thing or or if if somebody like yourself has a significant other that's supportive, like maybe like a recognition thing for them, because it is very important, yeah. you know, because yeah, I have experienced, unfortunately, some instances where you get a significant other that actually has mm-hmm. a cautious, uh, a cautious attitude towards it where they feel threatened, where they feel, oh, so she's going to get all this unwanted attention from other people and they they kind of get negative about it. So yes. um, maybe we should have like a significant other awareness day where we yeah. we say, look, you know, yeah, it's great to feel uh, protective of, of your significant other, but don't, don't suffocate them either and, and support them in this because it has a lot more benefits than, than negative things. Negative. Yeah, which for sure. A, which is another reason why we would always say to clients and models in general, always use a, a, a pinup name. Don't use your real name. Yep. You don't want people to know who you are. Yep. You don't because there are creepers, and yep. they come in all shapes and sizes, and they come in all genders. I've actually experienced a situation where uh, a gal had another gal kind of like get a little nuts, obsessive about uh, being a an unruly fan, and it was it was really interesting. So it it isn't just guys. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. This world we live in. Um, well, cool. So now with your Doing this since 20, I'm, I'm reading again. Um, you've, been, <laughs> you've been published 42 times, 21 of them uh-huh. with Retro Lovely, three of them being covers. Yep. Now, is those, does that three include your special edition? Nope. Oh, so four, we're up to four. So four, technically. I, 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 I didn't even think about putting that on there. But there yeah, go. so now technically four. Now, yep. 
I, this, this is a part that models who should be listening to these podcasts should really pay attention to. Okay. It was what, two months ago, or I don't know how long ago it was. I, and, and, and it's rare that I get to see these things, but I saw a post of yours and it yep. showed this, it showed this magazine rack and it was like a yep. nice rack and it was positively filled with retro lovely. Yeah, I have no more room. It was, <laughs> I have to have another one built. It's probably more copies of issues than I personally own. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's close. Oh. It's close to more of the new ones. Um, and I saw that and I was like, whoa. Okay. And here's the thing. And sometimes people have mixed feelings about this. Like I've actually seen some online discussions about magazines and the problems with magazines. And with Retro Lovely, we have had in place since... God, since we relaunched, um, I've done a thing where I've asked people to send selfies of them holding copies of the magazine that they're in. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is this, and not mm -hmm. a lot of publishers will say this, not a lot of people will be honest about this, okay? Publications, um, they aren't what they used to be. If you went prior to 20, well... Even into the to the like like 2005 or before, okay, the phenomenon of print on demand was virtually non-existent, and a magazine meant it was you went into a store and you bought it off a of rack, and that meant that somebody some some group of people put that together and they probably printed 100,000 copies of that thing, and right. it was how you saw news and it was how you saw ads, and the ads drove them being there. Okay, those those magazines wouldn't be on those racks if it wasn't for advertisers, and that was that was the internet before the internet. Okay, that's how people inter interacted, and special interest groups could find out information about photography or gardening or their cats. Okay, and you fast forward, and the internet and uh, social media and uh, devices, smartphones, tablets, you name it, um, have gotten so capable that they have supplanted traditional publications. That only now, only a few survive, and, and they're holding on. I mean, I just I was I emailed somebody this morning about something, and I said, you know, Playboy has given up on print. Oprah has given up on print. It's online only. And wow, you know, the thing of it is, it is because the advertising dollars are now going to those major corporations of Google and YouTube, and well, they own the so YouTube and Facebook and you know Meta and, and TikTok, right? They're they're the ones reaping the ad dollars now, not print media. And it's right. because people just aren't picking them up. I mean, you can go to a hair salon and odds are good if there's a table sitting there with a bunch of magazines on it, you'll see that next to a bunch of women looking at their phones. Yep. Okay. So with, with, with print on demand, um, there's, there's no shortage of magazines. Um, um, uh, Instagram and, and MagCloud is a, is a graveyard of magazines that have come and gone. There's thousands of them. And every day I turn around, there's, there's new ones. And the reality is this. We don't sell a lot of each issue, okay? When, when we started back in 2010, uh, initially I printed like 2,000 copies of the first edition and then reprinted it with another 2,000 copies. And then it grew to the point where each, each edition was, was running about 5,000 copies and we were selling them. Then that changed when, when social media and smartphones became very capable. It was like somebody turned off a valve, and people started to consume their, their pinup images online, not in print. And it got to the point where yeah. it wasn't economically feasible to print 5,000 copies. And to put it in perspective, back then when we printed an issue, we sent to everybody in those issues, the models and the photographers, they all got a free copy. Mm 
paid. Right. They didn't have to give us postage. We sent them free copies. And they could also get them at wholesale so that if they went to, like, say, a car show, you know, they're, they're doing an event, they're at a car show, they're in an issue. We would send them a carton of, of copies that they could sell and then score up with us after the fact. Okay. It was all designed. It was all meant to try and give everybody that vehicle to do those things. And it just evaporated when social media hit. So nowadays what happens is a lot of people, when they start a magazine, they think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be, you know, be able to do this, this, and this, or whatever. I'm going to make money. And then they quickly realize, wow, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for a very little reward. And to come back to where I started, um, the reason we ask for the, the, the selfies is we need the help. Okay. It's, it's that simple. We need the help. And if somebody is supporting us, we want to support them back in kind. And for me, what that's meant is this, like today, um, probably today before the day is through, there'll be 20, 24 submissions will come in. Okay. Just, just reviewing them is an incredible amount of time. And then, oh, I'm sure, you know, all the work that goes with it and putting out the issues, um, for the number that you sell for the work that's involved, it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle because when, let's say the submissions increase, um, it's more work and really not, not going to like increase the, the, you know, what you make on those things. And, uh, interestingly enough, um, some people, if they, if they pay attention, they may have noticed, it seems like as far as, you know, with, with retro lovely, it's a difficult situation to actually talk to somebody here because we actively work to talk to people as little as possible because as soon as that process starts, it pulls away time we don't have. And even as I speak to you, there's emails that I need to answer that haven't been answered yet. There's things that need to be done that haven't been done yet. So when the emails come in and it's people jockeying to become our buddy, um, it just takes away from our ability to do the better things that we can, that we can get done. So we ask for those selfies because when somebody shows us that they're, they're helping, we, we do work to, you know, we see their next submission. We want to make sure that they have good space. I mean, there's, there's countless magazines that I see where a new issue comes out and there's a girl on every other page and it's, they have a lot of work, but it's all crammed into like a page or two. And we like to actually give more space to the, to the features. I mean, the people work hard on these and there's a lot of great work. And it's like to, to just put it on like two pages is for us, it seems like kind of like it needs to, it needs to have more space. So with all the submissions we have, even though we're putting out effectively a magazine a day, it's actually more than that at this point. Um, we still run out of space. And when I see somebody with a selfie, it's very easy to say, good. I'll say to the, to the freelancers, make sure there's at least four pages here. Or if, if I see a lot of like, um, support from them, give them six. And then in instances where if, if we're putting an issue together and we have a couple different options for like a cover for the issue, um, and let's say there's, there's four different sets that we could use for a cover. If somebody has, has sent us these things where they've been in a bunch of issues and they're showing it that they've, you know, that they've picked up a copy, we appreciate that help. And that will help us. It will help sway us into saying, yeah, you know what? They haven't been on a cover yet. This is their time. And I don't have any, I'm not going to apologize about that at all. Um, I, I don't think it's unfair. Um, so with you, I saw that, that rack and I'm, I'm looking at that, those magazines and in my mind, I said to myself, wow, Lena has spent a bunch of money on this and she has supported us and she's been good as far as positivity and, um, I don't want to say not being annoying. 
because it makes it sound, it makes it sound like people get under my skin or get under our skin and it's kind of like they're penalized because I'll be honest as well. There are people that I publish and there are people that we put on covers who I question whether I would like them or not as a person because I've witnessed right. things that strike me as being sort of like self-serving or just not uh, broad-minded and the platform is designed to be open. So I check myself at the door and there have been people that I've uh, supported with the publications that I probably wouldn't otherwise just because I've given myself that criteria that it has to be open. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be running this forever. And when it transitions to the next people that, that handle it, um, it's going to be a very important part of the DNA that their petty grievances with anybody has to be checked at the door. Okay, so that there's right. there's no there's no turf wars and there's no favoritism. Uh, that's the thing that kills me when people suggest that there's favoritism. I mean, I've had personal friends who are models who've never been on the cover of the magazine, and yet I'll hear somebody comment, "Oh, well, they have their favorites, right?" No, no, we don't. I have seen those comments. <laughs> right, and it's like, no, if you only knew. But people, yeah. people will take whatever narrative they want they they need to to feel good about themselves. I can't affect that, but what I can do is is do the right thing and, and carry on and instill this in in the people that are going to carry this forward. So when I saw that that rack of yours, it was that tipping point where I said we need to talk to her about a special edition. And I appreciate that. I sent that email, and the thing that uh, the people listening uh, should should really clearly understand. Lena Louise did not ask us for this. Okay. We reached out to her and said, Hey, let's do this. And if you're listening, I want you to really consider picking up a copy. The fact of the matter is we did the work of pulling it together, putting together the files. We, we handed them off to, to Lena. She has uploaded them herself. It's her account with the printer. We make not a penny on this. And my goal is that, we work together to sell enough of these things that all that all that support that you gave us is paid back and then some. I'd like to I'd like to know in a year's time that you made back all the money you ever spent on the copies that you that you had that you've been in. Um, that would be that's that's my goal. And you know we'll we'll talk off, off offline. There's some other ideas I have. Like we we actually did um, you know speak when we began the process as far as like you know what you do as far as marketing yourself and merchandising yourself and mm-hmm. and giving your fans the opportunity to help you. And this is something I want to stress when, when, if you're, if you're not a model and you're listening and you're online all day, looking at images that people created, you have to understand they are paying for it. They foot the bill to make that happen. There's very little rewards for them. There's very little monetary repayment. I'm not even talking about making money. I'm talking about breaking even. It's not going to happen. There's no way. There's no way I could help you today to break even for all the money you've ever spent on wardrobe and photo shoots and you name it. Okay. But we can do something together to at least do something more than nothing, if that makes sense. That totally does. I was very much appreciative. I was floored, honored, actually. Uh, It was a very, very nice surprise to open up my email that day and see that. And that's what I like. I like, I would rather those than have to talk to somebody who asked me about it and say why I won't, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's that simple. And I'm, I'm kind of excited too, because I was actually just talking to one of our spokesmodels, uh, Miss Jenna Purs, and I had a realization mm-hmm. that it's, it's actually coming up on a year from the point that we released her special model edition. Now, this isn't the first time we've done something with, with models we have in the past. And we've done some things with models in the past where it's profit sharing. But I've finally gotten things to the point with the publication where I have at least enough resources and enough vindication to dedicate the time 
to doing this to kind of like pay back a bit. And it's, it's been very important for me. And I think a very positive thing in general to, to have happen because there's no shortage of, of magazines somebody could submit their work to, but there is a shortage yeah. of those that would actually acknowledge and try and do something, uh, you know, beyond the norm. So, uh, we have the same exact resources as anybody else does, but what we do with them is up to us. And what's important to me is that we do these things to, to you know, further that ball down the road so that there's at least some opportunities for people that want to do it. And that's another important thing with it. Um, we aren't just putting out this publication and selling it and giving uh, Lena a bag of money. Okay. That's, that's not the case. We're working with, with her. Okay. It's not a one-way street. It's a, it's a two-way partnership. And please, when we're done, I'll have uh, links in this podcast. Pick up a copy. It's not going to bankrupt you. And it will help us continue to do these things. So, um, you know, do the right thing. Now, all that aside, what's your plans for the future? What do you, th- what do you, what do you see next? Do you have a, a grand master plan? Is there something that you have... <laughs> <laughs> you're la- okay. I, you gave me, I have no grand master plan. I'm in college right now. You're, <laughs> oh, you're in college for what? I am. I work full time and go to school full time and model on the side. What's, so. what's, what's your major? Cybersecurity. Oh, that's awesome. That is yeah. so awesome, especially in today's, next, next year. In today's day and age, that's that's excellent. That is excellent. Yeah. You know, because I. I used to do some work uh, in a tech with a tech company. I was phone support with a tech company for a while, and then I spent about 13 years in Homeland Security doing some mm-hmm. um, website work, let's say. And cybersecurity is huge. That's a huge field, yeah. and it's only going to get larger. And it's it's actually right now topical. I mean, with what's going on in the world, I honestly felt that by now we would have had some uh, cyber repercussions for what's going on in Europe. Um, yeah, I fully thought it was going to be here already. Um, I don't know if it's because our government has done their work to get caught up on thwarting the efforts of others. Um, not sure, but I'm really shocked that we haven't had issues yet. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like by the time I get done, it's going to be, um, even more yes. needed. Yes. So much more um, relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming at times, but. It's it's actually really fun and it's 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 cool. It's 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 a a moving target, and it's like a game of chess almost. You know, you're 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 working to to counter, and you know, a big part of it is trying to figure out what the where the holes are yourself. There's a lot of times there are systems that are put in place, and there are opportunities for nefarious actors to do things that you never you never would have caught. And I hate to say it, but like sometimes when you when you talk about like a hacker. Um, some of them will, will say that, well, we're doing this in order to help the, the industry at large, um, realize where their problems are by, yeah. by breaking into their systems and, and basically extorting money out of them. Um, and to a degree, you might say that's true, but, uh, it's a shame that it has to be that way, but that's, that's human nature. People will take yeah. advantage where they can. So, well, good. So no, no master plan, but you're still going to continue, um, with shoots and, and helping, uh, yep. helping, uh, Pamela Clater. Uh, yep. I emphasize that. So I make sure I pronounce it right, which is, <laughs> which is excellent. Um, if I'm not mistaken, am I correct that you, um, you ran into one of our other special model edition models at a shoot, um, 
Billy Jane DeVille. Was that right? Yep. Okay, yep, cool. Yep, I ran into her at a Vargas shoot. There you go. Interestingly enough, yep. interestingly enough, we have a marketing group, which I haven't been to in a while because once we got past uh, Christmas and the, the whole calendar push, um, February is a big month and I'm finally in a part, usually March backs down a little bit. So there's some like cleanup work to do, but, uh, I have some things I want to get back to the marketing group about where we talk to, you know, models that work with us on various projects and give them some tools and suggestions on how to, how to really, you know, do something with, with merchandising. Um, but Billy Jane, along with Miss Jenna Purs is, they're two of the spokes models, um, that I, that I lean on. And what's interesting about it is, when I saw that magazine rack of yours, I actually uh, reached out to the two of them. I, I think it was the both of them and said, here's somebody that I'm thinking about doing this with. And one of the things that I'll actually ask them for input on is to sort of get a sense of, of how the person we're considering working with presents themselves. And the thing of it is, I'm not going to tell people who they should be. They're going to, they're going to be who they are anyway. But if somebody starts to exhibit a lot of negativity, okay, that, that helps me back down a little bit. Okay. Right. I don't, I don't want to encourage bad behavior. Now, like I said earlier, um, it's just, it's to be a fair and open platform. So I have to balance the, the, you know, the two, how much they've supported the publication and how they might not be doing the right thing publicly with their with how they present things. So I talked to I talked to the two of them, and Billy Jane actually said, "Oh, I met her at a at a shoot, and she's like, I, she seems really nice." And you know, not to say that she like totally just said, "Oh my God, you have to do it." She said, "You know, <laughs> I." And this is what I appreciate. She said. I didn't meet her long enough to really, that I can really say I know who she was as a person, but she seemed really nice. And then, you know, the rest of it unfolded where it was uh, a situation where we, I was able to, to give it a green light and, and then, of course, email you. But Right, which two, I appreciate. And the, and the thing of it is, too, and it's like this is something that people should probably know as well. Sometimes, even though I try and avoid contact with people, Sometimes there is contact and sometimes people have very unrealistic expectations of what it is that a publication should do for them. There is a, a fun, there is, there are carton car, container ships of entitlement out there. It's, it's disgusting. I'll, I'll just say that really very. bluntly. There are a lot of yeah. you listening right now that have to check yourself with your entitlement. Okay. All right. Now that said, every once in a while, I will get contacted and emailed about some injustice that I did because I didn't feed the entitlement that somebody has and be, you know, be painted as some great villain. And the thing that, that I've been doing is as a male uh, in this, in this age of the me too, you know, movement um, when, when I have uh, conversations with somebody that feels slighted, whether they're right or not, I will actually run by my spokesmodels. I'll talk to them and say, look, here's the situation. I want an outside opinion. I want a woman's opinion on what's being said to me. And I want you guys to review my replies to these people so that you can call me out on something. If, if I'm still too in the heat of the moment and any irritation with something that was said to me is coming through on my reply, tell me. Let me know. 
And I have to thank them both for being my sounding board uh, and being the resource that I use to maintain um, the fairness that I want to that I want to have with this. Um, I don't want to be in a situation where I just shoot from the hip and miss something because I think too often people do that. You know, something might present itself to you and you respond immediately. And then three days later, you yourself will look at it and say, Oh yeah, Uh, I was just, I was just in the moment and (laughs) I was passionate and I shouldn't have done or said what I said. And I typically do that. Like I won't, I won't reply immediately because I want time to, to let it sit. And now with them, I don't do anything unless I run it by them and say, okay, where am I being unreasonable? Am I clear? And am I, you know, am I being realistic about what I'm saying? And they've been phenomenal for that. And I, I literally actually wish I could actually take it up a notch to where, where people know if they contact us like that with a grievance that it's being reviewed by many people, not just one. Right. And that the goal is that it's fair. Uh, again, I'll stress it. There are no favorites. There are no favorites. I have, I have friends that don't get any special treatment with this. And when it comes to grievances, I treat it the same way. Um, it's probably like, you know, my core principle and, and I've tried to like sneak that into the, into the publication as well. I'm sure, you know, every day I'm sure I put out a magazine and there's probably, you know, six models that are indignant that they weren't put on the cover of a magazine. Um, I'm certain of it. I know that. I know that I accept it. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of bulletproof to that at this point, but I think our, I think our track record has been pretty good as far as being, um, you know, broad in what we present, um, variety, diversity, um, some publications, I almost feel like before they make a new release, I can tell you what it's going to look like because they pick the same sort of model every time. And, you know, we, we, we're really striving for as much variety as possible and a very, very open, you know, sort of platform. But so for you, do you have any questions? Do you have anything you want to add that I might not have uh, touched upon? Is there anybody else you want to promote? Call it. Um, well, no. I mean, I feel like I've you've you covered everything. And well, since twenty nineteen, uh, I mean, yeah. maybe in three years we can come back and like we'll have more to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Or, or cybersecurity. I mean, yeah, like I mean, I'm I might be some head honcho at DOD by then. You never know, dude. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> but but well, yeah, cool. I just um, I just keep on trying to find more places to shoot, and every time we go on vacation, I'm always searching for people uh-huh. in the area so excellent excellent so, excellent well listen I, I i i figure i'll probably do some follow-up with you in a day or so uh via email and then there is of course some more things that uh you know we can discuss marketing wise um now that okay. you know you're gonna get you know things are in gear finally um it's staged there's gonna be you know initially there's going to be a bunch of work and then there's like follow-up things to do. I think the thing to to really not lose sight of is that while it's new and exciting for you today, there are other people that won't know about it in two months. So it's the sort of thing where repetition and, and reposting about it is, is a powerful thing. Um, and you know, periodically we post things as well. It's, it's been really tough lately because there's so much going on. Like every day I must post, there must be like four or five posts. You know, I see, I see, you know, different entities and it's like, you see from them like once a week and then every day we have like a barrage. Like I know it's, I know it's negatively impacting our reach because they're, they don't like that. Social media doesn't like people to be that active. So, but it is what it is. I I really can't do much about that, but 
I appreciate you immensely. I appreciate your time. And I hope we have a great success story to, to talk about in a couple months. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Well, I thank you. Because, I mean, honestly, um, your magazine was the first magazine I was ever published in. And that awesome. kind of set my, I don't know, it got me even more excited and just haven't stopped since. So. Fantastic. I Love, Love yeah, to hear it. So. Love to hear it. Yep. All right. Well, you, you have a fantastic day and we'll talk soon. You as well. All right. Bye-bye.